Praise the Lord. And it is good to be back with you again today. It's good to come together and have have the word of God and to to be able to, to bring this out to you. I will say, I hope that everyone is doing well. I know that we are all anxiously awaiting the time that we can meet back together and come back together and, and enjoy the fellowship of God's people and and all of the all of the benefits that there are in being together. And I'm I am anxiously awaiting that time. Hopefully that will happen very uh, very soon. Um, I do want to just greet everyone and tell you how much we uh, appreciate your faithfulness, not only in your your giving and your support of the church, but in your faithfulness and and you know uh, viewing the services and and I know that I know that there are many of you that are uh, calling one another and staying in touch with each other and, and checking on one another and I, I do appreciate that and I I just believe that that's a, a part of the the work of the body of Christ so thank you for that and um, we're going to get into the word of the Lord um, I want to take my scripture passage today from Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. <clears throat> a very familiar passage. The scripture says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Why don't you join with me today and let's pray and let's just ask God to speak to us and minister to us today. God, we do love you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you, God, that we can trust in you, God. We thank you for your love. God, for the, the fact that you are always there, God, that you give us peace in the midst of whatever comes our way. God, that you're there protecting us, guiding us, leading us, God. We just pray right now that you would minister today, God, minister to your people, God. Whoever is is viewing this, Lord, whoever is hearing this, I pray, God, that you would speak to them today, God, minister to them. Let your, let your spirit go forth, God. Lord, dispatch angels into those homes today, God, and just minister, God. Let there be a, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost today, God, that would minister to your people, Lord. God, I pray for the anointing today, God, as I preach to your people, Lord, that God, that the words that I speak, God, would minister to them, God. I just pray right now, Lord, that you would anoint my lips. Help me today, God. Anoint the ears of those that would hear, God, that they would receive from you. We thank you for it. We give you praise. And we ask all of this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> today I want to uh, preach to you a, a message that I've titled, God Will Keep What Is His. Now, as I, as I begin preparing for this, I begin thinking about the fact that if you, if you look around, if you see what's going on today, people are reaching a, a, a level of frustration and, and there's some fears that, that have begun to build within people. And, you know, fear brings confusion. Fear can cause us to do things that uh, that we wouldn't normally do and to think about things that we wouldn't normally think about and, and it just causes us to act in ways that we wouldn't under normal circumstances. Fear uh, messes with our emotions, it messes with our, with our minds and our, our, our attitudes. People sometimes when they're fearful they, they, they get tense, they get angry, they get 
confused. It, it just brings this, this level of confusion into our life. And, you know, we're in a, a trying time right now in America. <clears throat> Many people have been at home with uh, limited time out in the public or, or with family. They haven't been able to, to meet with extended family. They haven't been able to, to go to church, haven't been able to go and to do the, the things that they would normally do. And in some cases, six or seven weeks, people have been, you know, working from home. And so there hasn't been the, uh, the camaraderie of, of, of your co-workers. There, there, there just haven't been the normal circumstances of life. And, and I can honestly tell you that many people are getting a little stir crazy. And um, there are others that people that have been uh, out of work for four plus weeks, four to six, seven weeks, they've been without work. They haven't had, uh, you know, an income. And so they're, they're, they're getting frustrated. Our, our government systems that are designed to kick in and to help out are, are overloaded and, and they can't keep up with the demand. And so there's, there's fears with those things. There, there's concerns, um, questions about the economy, questions about uh, when are we going to be able to return to normal life, questions about the government and, and, and other nations and and world leaders and health organizations and food supplies and and the and the list goes on. I mean, you're you're living this just like I am, and so you you understand what's happening and and we recognize it. We see it in people around us, and 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 because of the fears, because of the things that are happening, um, people are are uh, they're acting and in ways that they wouldn't normally act. It's interesting, I hear people talking and, and some of the things that they're questioning would have never entered their minds a couple of months ago. Um, if, you begin to, if you begin to listen to, you know, to, to people, you, you hear all kind of conspiracy theories and you hear all kind of uh, different you know, accusations and, and things that people have come up with. And, and all of these things abound and, and, you know, people and companies' true natures are beginning to be revealed. Uh, through these stressful times, under stressful situations, people tend to, uh, tend to, to drop their guard and just kind of, you know, let their, their raw emotions come out. And, and um, sometimes that's not a very pretty sight. There are many people that are looking to the Bible for answers right now, and I thank God for that, but a lot of them are not approaching it with a sense of hope. And today, I want to remind you that God is never going to leave us or forsake us. There is hope in Him. And I, I, want, to, I, I want to let us know today, without a doubt, that we have hope. Not in this world, not in this world system, but we have hope in God. And Hebrews, the 13th chapter, verse 5, tells us, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. 
as a child of God, we need to remember that God is always there with us. He's not going to forget about us, and he's not going to forsake us. He is going to keep his promises. He is going to be faithful and true. He's going to be that provider, that protector, that healer, the, that, that heavenly father that, that is the, the very embodiment of true love. All that we have need of, God is going to be there for us and provide that for us. Now, God has promised us that he would never leave us and forsake us, and, and we know that he's going to fulfill that for us because he said that that's what he would do, and we can trust him. We know that, that there is no shadow of turning in him, and so God does not change. If he said it, he will do it. Amen? Well, in prayer this week, my attention was drawn to Joshua chapter 12. And uh, I got to be truthful as I begin to read the chapter um, and, and I begin to look and I, and I saw that this is just a list of kings that Moses and, and Joshua defeated in the process of inhabiting the promised land. But as I begin to think about that, as I begin to pray about it, and I, I begin to ask God, Lord, what are you what are you showing me with this? What, what, what are you trying to, you know, to let me know through this chapter? I realized just what God had done to bring his people into the promised land or, or into the promise that he had given them. Now, not only did God deliver his people out of uh, the bondage, bondage of the Egyptian. Not only did he destroy the Egyptians in the Red Sea, not only did God go with them through the wilderness, providing them with manna, providing them with water, providing them with the quails, providing them with clothes and shoes that never wore out. Not only did God give them great spoils uh, as they left Egypt with gold and silver and, and jewels and, and, and possessions. He gave them all of these things, and, and God provided all of these things. But God himself was there with, with them through the wilderness as they traveled to the promised land. And, and I began to think about those things, and... It dawned on me as I as I was thinking on these, well, wait a minute. In Joshua chapter 12, we see that there were 33 kings. If you would, there were 33 separate kingdoms that God gave his people victory over. He gave them victory over 33 different kingdoms just so that he could fulfill his promise to them that I am going to give you this land. I am going to give you this for an inheritance. And so whatever it takes, I'm going to do it to bring it to pass. Now, just think for a minute about that. Normally, you know, if you have, uh, you know, during a, a, a king's reign, there, there may be a few wars. Maybe you, you know, maybe you go against two or three different kingdoms, and maybe you win victories over those. 
But just in the, the short time that it took for the children of Israel to actually begin to possess the promised land, it was 33 wars, 33 victories, 33 kingdoms that were overthrown so God could, could give his people what he promised them. Now, if God can do that for his people to bring them into a, a, a promised land here on earth, how much more is God willing to do for his bride to be able to bring them to a place that he has gone to prepare for them? There is absolutely nothing that will stand in his way. Church, I want to remind us today that listen, God has said that I go to prepare a place for you that, that where, I, where I go, you may be there also. He has gone to prepare that place for us and, and there's nothing that is going to keep us from that. We are in God's hand. And even in, even in these times that we're in right now, I, you know, there, there may be some of you today that, that you're one of those that, that you're, you're worried about, uh, about your finances. You're worried that, you know, uh, you know my, my, my job is, has furloughed me or they've, they've laid everybody off and, and I don't know where, where the funds are coming from. Can I tell you today to trust in God? God is going to do miracles to, to keep his people, to protect his people, to provide for them. God is going to do whatever is necessary to make sure that his word is fulfilled. And when he says that he will never leave us or forsake us, that is a promise to us. And God will do that. Oh, hallelujah. There is nothing that will be able to stand in his way. Now, in order for God to... Or, or to be able for us to be able to partake of the promises of God, let me share a couple things that that we must do. Number one, we must obey God and His plan of salvation so that we can ensure ourselves of being a part of His family. If if we don't do as the Scripture instructs us in salvation, then we are not one of his, and, and those promises are not given to us. It's not until we are grafted into his bloodline that those promises come to us. And so we have to make sure that we obey the, the plan of salvation as it was laid out in Acts. We have to make sure that we, uh, that we repent of our sins. That, that we are baptized in Jesus' name and that we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I, I know many of you today are, are, are thinking to yourself, well, that's kind of hard to do when I'm in a, you know, I'm, I'm on, on lockdown here. Stay at home. Hey, listen, if you want to be baptized, you give me a call. You can repent of your sins right where you are. You don't need anyone around. It doesn't have to be at a church. You can take the time right now and you can repent and you can, you can ask God to forgive you for those things. If you want baptism, all you have to do is call and we'll make a way. 
And if you want the Holy Ghost today, God can meet you right where you're at. All you have to do is lift up your hands and begin to worship him and, and, and just allow yourself to receive the gift that God wants to give to you. Today, there may be some of you that are, that are hearing this and, and you're hearing that message for the first time and you, you feel the, the, the unctioning of the Holy Ghost beginning to deal with you. I, I, would, I would encourage you to allow yourself to, to just go with that. Take time. Pause this right now if you need to and just let the Holy Ghost minister to you. Just let the, the, the Spirit of the Lord begin to deal with you and just begin to worship Him. Oh, as you begin to worship Him, the Holy Ghost will come to you and you'll begin to speak in that heavenly language just as those in Acts did and, and those throughout the New Testament did. Those that have received salvation up to this very day they have spoken in tongues. That's the evidence. That's the sign that you have received that gift that God wants to give to you. Amen. So that is the first part of it. We must be born again. Jesus said that there is, that there is only one way to enter into his kingdom, and that is through him. And so you must obey his plan of salvation. Secondly, we have to trust him. Mm. Now, to trust in him is, is a key part of our, our walk with God. But trust is something that has to be developed. There's a, a level of faith that is given to all now. And so we, we can have faith in God. But we have to develop trust in God. How is it that, that we begin to trust in God? Well, we do that through trying him. We, we put God to the test. The scripture tells us, to, to, to or the Lord actually instructs us, try me and see if I won't pour out on you. Pour out blessings that you're not able to, to contain. The, the Lord wants us to put him to the test and, and, and to, to build that trust in him. Like I said, it's something that we develop. And, you know, as we walk with God and, and we begin to recognize the, the things that God is doing in our life, as we, as we pray and we say, God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really going through a hard time right now and, and I, I need some peace. As we begin to, to ask God for something and, and he begins to do that for us, then, then we develop that trust by saying, look, I ask and, and he supplied. And, and so the next time we need something from God, we go, well, he, he supplied that. So let me, let me try him again. God, you know, my, my, my job laid me off and, and I need a way to, to support my family. God, can you, can you give me a job? Can you help me find a job? And, and when God opens up that door, then we can develop that trust in him and say, oh, look, there's another thing that God did. It's, it's a daily building upon the goodness of God. And part of trust 
is addressed in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, the verse that we read, because it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. So, and then it continues on to say, Because he trusteth in me. See, our having our mind stayed on God means that we are focused on God. We're, we're looking to him to be our, our source. All that we have need of, we can find in God. We don't need other things. We need God. We need God at work in our life. We need God's presence in our life. We need the peace of God that passes all understanding. We need the mercy of God. We need God's love. We need his protection and his provision and his healing and his salvation and his comfort and his joy. Oh, we need those things. And, and this world can't provide those things for us. Government can't provide those things. Our, our, our brothers and sisters can't provide those things. Only God is able to provide those things. If I relied on my job for my peace and in my finances, I would be silly. There's, there's no guarantee with any job that, that everything is going to be all right. There could be a, 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 a sudden death of the employer. There could be a, 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 someone come in and buy out the company. There, there could be a, a, a something in the industry that just collapsed and, the, and the, the industry shuts down. I can't put my trust in man or in things of this world. I have to put my trust in the only thing that is constant, the only thing that is sure, the only thing that doesn't change, and that's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So as we keep our mind stayed on him, we're, we're looking to him, we begin to recognize all of the things that God does for us. And it, it builds up that trust. It, it, it builds it up even quicker when we're actually focused and looking to see the things that God is doing. When we see those things, it builds the trust. You know, when you look at the, the word in the scripture that is used for trust, it talks about it being almost a carelessness. It, it reaches a point to where I can walk around and, and not even have to, to think about how, how I'm going to be taken care of because I trust in God. And he's proven so many times that he takes care of me that I can walk without having to put my, you know, my uh, put my mind uh, at focus on well, how how is God going to take care of me? I just trust and know that it doesn't matter what comes my way. God's going to God's going to take care of me. I'm going to be all right. It's He's going to work it all out. And and you know when when troubles come my way, it's going to be all right. When when we, when we have situations like we're facing now, church, we're going to be all right. Yeah, I, I know that none of us are enjoying this time that we're in right now. It's not fun. It, it's a change. We wonder about how it's all going to work out. 
but the only one that knows how it's going to work out and, and already has our future planned for us is God. And he knows how he's going to take care of his people. Amen. I want to leave us today with a, a passage. I know many of you probably have, have already seen this during this time, but I want to read to us the 91st Psalm, the first part of that says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all of thy Today, I want to offer a message of hope, a message of encouragement. I want you to know that, listen, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this, and whatever you're facing because of this, God's going to take care of you. If you are one of his, the promises belong to you. If today you're not sure, I, I would invite you to, to begin right now just to, to make sure, make that calling and election sure. If you're not sure if you've received the Holy Ghost, pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Pray and just begin to worship him. Let the Holy Ghost come and, and bring that joy and that comfort and that peace that comes with it. Allow that to, to come into your life today. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today, God. We thank you. We thank you, God, for your word, for the reassurance, God, that, that you are going to be there with us. Lord, that salvation is available to each and every one of us, God. And Lord, and that you are faithful to provide that, God. Lord, to, to forgive us of our sins, to fill us with your spirit, God. Lord, to cleanse us, God, and then as, as your children, God, you are there, and your promises are that you will take care of us and that you'll never leave us or forsake us, God. We thank you for that. I pray right now, Lord, that the peace of the Lord would go to your people right now, God. Lord, those that are, that are viewing this today, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin right now to minister to them. Lord, let the Spirit of the Lord just begin to, to flow in their homes Lord, wherever they're at right now, God, I, I pray that the Holy Ghost would just, Lord, be released into their home right now, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, go with us. Keep us and protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you. In Jesus' name.